Hi, I'm Jason Seaver. I'm a psychiatrist, and I believe in the infinite potential of the human spirit. And I'm Maggie Seaver. I'm a mother, and the infinite potential of the human spirit scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. She's not so tough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, anyway, last week, after 15 years of motherhood, Maggie went back to work as a reporter for the local newspaper. And Jason moved his practice into the house so he can be there for the kids. They're great kids. Yeah. And we have a great relationship with them. Yeah, there's just one problem. Their father trusts them, and they know it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Show me that smile again. Don't waste Seaver fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast. Well, today I am going to be covering a Mike themed episode. This is from season three, episode three entitled Taking Care of Business, which aired on September 22nd, 1987. In this episode, morals and friendships are tested when Mike takes a job at a stereo store managed by a notorious troublemaker from his past. Remember the name Jerry Delish from the pilot episode? We never actually got a look at the guy's face. He was actually passed out on the floor of a jail jail cell. Yeah, so. <laughs> we actually get to see this Jerry Dallas. He's clearly played by a different actor. This episode is rated on IMDb at 6.2 out of 10, based on 33 ratings. Directed by John Tracy. Writer's Neil Marlins, the creator, who, of course, you all know, went on to do... The Wonder Years, along with Clara, uh, Carol Black. And this episode was written by Tim O'Donnell. It looks like, as usual, we do not have any trivia. We have no user reviews either. That's usually how it goes with some of these shows that I do. Not many people jumping on the I'm going to review this episode bandwagon. Unlike Full House, that's got pretty much every single episode has at least one re- user review. So... I want to ask real quick before I get into the episode, I want to ask how everyone's doing, how everyone's coping right now. It is October, the first full week of October. I'm doing well, you know, I'm adjusting to living in a new state, living in Texas now, and just been kind of staying indoors, into the Halloween feel, reading kind of spooky books, Started my Halloween movie marathon with Paranormal Activity, The Blair Witch Project, and of course I watched the other Paranormal Activities as well. I watched Cujo. I watched I Still Know What You Did Last Summer Yesterday. I started Urban Legend. A lot, a lot of movie stuff. But now that I'm finally I'm settled, I'm centered, there's still stuff to unpack here. <laughs> Mainly my stuff, book-wise. Um... Yeah, just trying to get back into podcast mode after not having really done it in like a month. Sometimes when you take time off from something, it's hard to kind of get back into the groove of things. But um, yeah, for all you Seaver newbies that are jumping on the Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast bandwagon, I can't the bandwagon. I want to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media. It has its own Facebook page. Just type in Growing Pains Podcast. It should show up. 
also Instagram at Growing Pains Pod. Also, if you're looking at where to find the podcast, it will be under the Looking Back on My Wonder Years and Wonder Years podcast feed. That's where you're going to find the episodes that I've been doing. Now, also, I don't go episode by episode, season by season. That's not really how I do things with some of my podcasts. I like to just jump around, choose a character episode. Like one day, one month, it'll be Mike or Ben or Carol or Jason or Maggie or Chrissy, which I already did a Chrissy episode. And the only other one, I'm really like, I don't want to do that one. If you know the episode I'm referring to, it's the one where Chrissy has an imaginary mouse friend named Ike, who is just Kirk Cameron dressed as a mouse. And it's the stupidest episode I could have sworn that they ever thought to pull out of their butts. It w- I mean, this is season seven, folks. That was season seven, and I'm just like, come on. Oh my goodness. Couldn't have come up with something better than that, but whatever. The fact that Kirk Cameron was like, oh yeah, I'll wear a, a mouse nose on my face and mouse makeup on my face and be a mouse for 30 minutes. Sure, even Ashley Johnson, who played Chrissy, was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. But I'm sure that Jeremy Miller and Tracy Gold and Joanna Kearns and Alan Thicke were all like, I don't have to really be in this too much. She went, oh, good. Oh, that's right, because wasn't Carol... She was she was in London, right, at the time? Um, as Tracy Gold was dealing with her eating disorder and finally getting you know help for it and stuff like that. So there's a good section of season seven where Carol really... I mean, she comes for the beginning, but it's like halfway through, it's like she's kind of getting the help that, you know, she needs. So, yep, I pretty much do just uh, an episode a month, pretty much. Uh, In January, I'm going to start on Roseanne, but I'm still doing Growing Pains next year. I know previously, earlier, or like during the summer, like, oh, I'm gonna not do Growing Pains, gonna focus on Roseanne. I'm looking at Roseanne's episode, it's like, the really the only seasons of Roseanne I want to focus on are gonna be, like, seasons one through four. Not all of them. I just went through all the seasons and all the episodes and kind of made a set list of what ones I want to cover. Alright, without further ado, let's get into season three, episode three, Taking Care of Business. And see how Mike handles this job. Because we kind of know that Mike, well, he doesn't keep jobs very long. I'm not saying that every teenager is like this. I know back in my early days when I was 17, I didn't take work seriously like I should have. But Mike is just, he's, yeah. Don't don't call them for references because uh, they won't give you good reviews. <laughs> I'm talking about Mike, not myself. Alright, before we get to the official episode, of course, we get the cold open, which I always like. It's, you know, little bonuses, little nuggets. Sometimes they have something to do with the rest of the episode. Sometimes they're their own little thing. But most of the time they have, you know, they're tied to the episode itself. So, we're in the living room. Mike walks in the door. Ben and Carol are just on the edge of their seat. Well, Carol is, and Ben is like... Just sitting at the edge. Uh, he's sitting on the floor at the edge of the coffee table. They're so engrossed in what is probably a talk show. And the thing is, this is 1987 at this point. 
And this is a time when... It's a transgender joke. They're watching a talk show about a guy who's saying, And how long have you known that you wanted to be a woman? And I'm just like... And of course, this back in 1987 was just looked upon as weird and uncomfortable and just so out of the norm that... Carol and Ben can't pull themselves away from the TV. They're so entranced. And I'm just happy in a way that we have come so far with the LGBTQ community since 1987. And you hear this today, you wouldn't bat an eye. You'd be like, good for you. Good for you. Being positive and being who you want to be. Of course, even Mike is just, like, got a smile on his face. So, what's up with Mike here? Let's play this clip. All right, come on now. Help me out here. Tell our audience when you first realized you would rather be a woman. In high school. (laughs) By the time I was a senior, I was quite a baton twirler. Uh, Have you guys seen Mom and Dad? From then on, I knew I was a female trapped in a male body. (laughs) Hey, Carol, somebody else with your problem. Shut up, Mike. Mike, when are you going to grow up? For your information, today, Mike Seaver became a man. (laughs) Just a boy with a job at Bernie's car wash, but not anymore. Here we have a young man. Bernie fired him. Clearly. So the person on the on the television screen is like, well, since high school, I've felt like a girl trapped in a guy's body. And of course, Mike has to make a joke about, hey, Carol, someone else with your problems. Like, shut up, Mike. Seriously. Yes, where mom and dad are. Carol's like, they're in the kitchen. Oh, and before that, he's like, hey, today's the day Mike Seaver became a man. And Ben's horrified look of, what were you this morning? Like, what were you this morning? And Mike's like, ah, it's just a boy at Bernie's car wash, but not anymore. And Carol and Ben just look at each other like, oh, Bernie fired him. Like, oh, hell yeah, he did. So now we cut to the kitchen where Jason and Meg are like, you were fired? And Mike's like, no, I wasn't fired. I quit. It's like, bullshit. Just admit you were fired and you suck as an employee. I mean, this isn't World of Burgers Employee of the Month, Mike Seaver. This taken the fall for that girl. I can't remember her name. That he, her drawer was short and he's like, oh no, that was me. And he got let go. I can't believe Maggie and Jason are really shocked at this. My guess is the guy, Bernie fired Mike. He's like, you can't fire me, I quit. I bet it was one of those things. I'm sorry, but that's only effective if you get the first words out before. If you say it before your boss utters the words, you're fired. But no one even uses the terms, you're fired. It was always in the movies. You're fired. You're fired. Where it's more like we're terminating your position. We're letting you go. You're not a right fit for the company anymore. That kind of thing. You were fired? I wasn't fired. I quit. Either way, our deal was no job, no car. But yet I have a job. It's a great job. An incredible job. Oh, God, this is so exciting. You guys might get a little dizzy when I tell you. You better sit. No. I'll take my chances. 
<laughs> okay, okay. You two are looking at the newest member of the sales force at Stereo Village. Mm -hmm. That's right, I am one of the lucky, lucky few who has been given a shot at unlimited earnings selling quality audio, video, and computer components at rock-bottom prices. I better sit down. Yeah. I warned you guys, look, I'd love to chat about this some more, but I'm going to be late for the first night at work, so... Mike, we're not finished talking. Well, gee, Mom, I don't know what else I could possibly tell you guys. Well, how about how did you hear about this job? Who are you working for? What are your hours? How are you going to get your homework done? How much does it pay? Is it legal? Hold it. Hold it. Mike, you look a little dizzy. Maybe you better sit down. <laughs> Come on, now, I get the feeling that you guys have no faith in me at all. No, they I don't. make you feel that way? <laughs> well, I in the first the grade, it's So, yeah, Mike's like, hey, you got to sit down for this. I have amazing news, the best news ever. And he's talking about, like, an opportunity of a lifetime and how he was one of the very few that were chosen. And I'm just like, and I agree. I mean, Jason and Maggie are all like, you know, you need to sit down because, oh, I got to get ready for work. I don't want to be late for my first night. And I'm like... What time does this <laughs> store close? Who knows? It just the fact. I mean, Jason and Maggie right away are just throwing questions in his direction, and he can't think hard enough to even answer one of them. It's like the fact that he doesn't know what his hours are, what his pay is. He's working at Stereo City, or and I'm just like. <sighs> And I want to know what to pay, because eventually he's going to start have to know, you know, what his hours are. And Maggie's like, how's this going to affect your schoolwork? How are you going to get it done? When has he ever gotten his schoolwork done, even without a job? <laughs> yeah, so. They're right to have questions. This sounds really, really sketchy, because Mike does not have any details. Not to mention, he's still, he's a minor. And you're in school, and he's in school, so... Clearly, whatever type of job he has, his parents got to sign off on it first. And so does the school. Because while you're a minor and you're in school, you can only work so many hours. So let's find out. It's been a while, like I said, since I watched this episode. Let's find out if Mike has any answers to the questions that Jason and Maggie are throwing his way. I mean, definitely with Mike's, you know, history and stuff. He's like, when have I ever let you down? Or when have I ever made you not have trust in me? And it's like, do you want me to write you a list? Oh, yeah. And he's also saying, why don't you have faith in me? It's like, do you want a list? You, hmm. Tell us about the new job, and don't sound like a game show host. Yeah, really. Okay, okay I'd work just three afternoons after school and on Saturdays. With Boner. Go on. Yeah, really. Okay, and, and, and the store's just right up the street at the mall, next to that shop that sells the sexy underwear for women. I know the place. <laughs> no, really. I get my hair cut near there. I'm sure you do. So how much does this job pay? Well, it's a job in sales, Mom. How much? Well, it's, it's kind of hard to say. How much? <laughs> well, see, when you sell things, you get a commission. And I'd be getting 10% of everything I sell. I mean, that's going to be worth thousands, guys. So it has no base salary whatsoever? Pretty much, no. Mm -mm. Now, Dad, I know this isn't going to be easy, but I sure can't spend the rest of my life at that car wash. Well, we should be getting a solid paycheck every well, week. Well, Jason, what do you think? 
Okay, Mike. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks. I got to go change for work. Um, I can't be late. Andrew has this policy. It says tardiness is unacceptable for any reason. Who's Andrew? Oh, uh, he's the, he's the manager of the whole store. See you later. What's his last name? Uh, Derish. Take it easy. What? <laughs> Delish. See you later. Delish. He wouldn't be related to Jerry High School dropout Delish, would he? Well... Or Jerry High, we're both in jail, Delish? Uh, actually, what was the question again? Is Andrew Delish related to that jerk that used to get you into trouble all the time? Related? Um, they're very close. How close? Same guy. <laughs> Mike, didn't we forbid you to associate with Jerry Delish? Uh, yeah, but he didn't say anything about Andrew. Well, what's this Andrew business? Why'd he change his name? Well, I think it's kind of obvious, Dad. <laughs> he had to throw the cops off the trail. Well, no, Dad, see, he wanted to change his life around, so he started with his name. I mean, Dad, he's the manager of the whole store. And you're the one who's always saying we should believe the best in people, so why not give Jerry the benefit of the doubt? Well, um... Okay, what do you think, Maggie? I'll, I'll agree with your decision. <laughs> okay. All right, Mike, give it a shot. Hey, thanks a lot, Dad. That wasn't the decision I was going to agree with. Well, then you should have spoke up. Uh-huh. You know, if you're going to deal with the public, you'll need a nice conservative suit. Come on, Dad, I'm just selling stereos. Well, yeah, but it never hurts to look sharp. Uh-huh. Tell me about it. <laughs> So yeah, pretty much Jason's able to weasel out of Mike that there's no base salary whatsoever for this job. It's completely based on commission. 10% of whatever Mike sells goes in his pocket, you know, after taxes. <laughs> so it's like, if you don't sell anything, you aren't making shit. At least at that, because you think, I can't stay my whole life at Benny's car wash. I'm like, or Bernie's car wash. And I'm like, at least you were getting a solid paycheck. You knew that money was coming in for the work that you did. This, if you don't sell shit, what are you going to sell? A little dink-ass AM, FM radio that costs like 20 bucks? What are you getting of that? Maybe $5? What? That's, that's shit. It's total shit. And the fact that he's, they're asking about, hold on a second. I mean, they agree that, you know, you can t take the job. They go with that eventually. Or at least Jason agrees to that. And Mike's all trying to be punctual. Like, oh, Andrew says, like, tardiness is not the best way to start off on the right foot or something. So, and of course they're like, well, who's Andrew? I'm thinking, who the hell do you think Andrew is? It's his manager. And that's who he, sh he says. Like, oh, well, who does Andrew have a last name? And Mike's like, oh, Delish, bye. And it's like, wait a minute, Delish? Because even Maggie's ears perk up at that name. It's like, is this Andrew Delish related to the Jerry Delish? Jerry, I dropped out of high school Delish, who used to get you into trouble all the time. Hence the... Jerry Delish, hi, we're both in jail, Jerry Delish. And he's like, eh, they're pretty close. It's like, how close? They're the same guy. It's like, okay, yeah, I want to know why the hell this guy would change his last name. Unless Andrew is a middle name, like Jerry Andrew Delish. Who knows? And Mike's like, hey, he wanted to turn his life around, start a new. I mean, he's the manager of a store. And I'm like, 
I'm sure it's a front for something. <laughs> I can only imagine. You can't tell me that guy in a season and a half to two seasons has turned over a new leaf. We only met him once and, by, and barely because his face was like on the floor of the jail cell. So he never really got a real good look at him. He just looked like, pff, he ain't going nowhere. Mike's like, hey, why don't you give this Andrew another chance? You know, he's trying to turn his life around. And Jason and Maggie are kind of at a loss of what to do. And Maggie's like, well, I'll decide whatever you decide. And he's and Jason's like, well, I guess you can give it a shot. And Maggie's like, well, that's not what I would answer. I'm like, Maggie, then you need to speak up. But Jason, of course, being a psychiatrist, he wants to be rational. He wants to believe the best in people, which even Mike's like, you're always telling me to believe the best in people. So Jason's like, okay, we'll give this a shot and see how it goes. Of course, Mike is just tossing on a t-shirt and putting a short sleeve shirt over that. And Jason's like, you know, you're going to be selling merchandise. Don't you think you ought to wear like a suit or something? I'm like, well, depending on what the dress code is, but if this is uh, Andrew Delish less Jerry Delish, I'm not really thinking that that guy has a strict dress code. I don't know. We'll find out. He's also, oh, Mike also says he's working with Boner. And Maggie's like, uh, I need a little bit more than that. Because right now, I'm not really impressed with what you, you're throwing at me here about this job. <laughs> it's a saying dress for success. And in fact, okay, let's just say this. If Mike were going to that job and Jerry, Andrew, whatever, wasn't working there, no way in holy hell would he have gotten that position. No fucking way. And of course, that talk show about the transgendered man is just really kind of getting to him. And he's like, hey, mom, were you always a woman? I'm like, Ben, is this plot number two or plot B? And she's like, no, of course not. And he's just, again, the horrified look on his face. He's like, I was a little girl. He's like, oh, right. And you're like, what, 10, 11 years old? Come on. I get the whole transgender seems in 1987 to be a foreign concept, especially to those under the age of, like, 10. I don't know. Of course, I mean, it's just playing it for last because it's the 80s. The idea of a man transitioning into a woman is like... <sighs> Alright. <laughs> Mom, were you always a woman? <laughs> no. Ben, seriously? I used to be a little girl. Oh. Duh. I told you, Carol! Oh, come on, Carol. You have more smarts than that. Jason, why did you tell Mike that he could work for Jerry Delish? Well, honey, after you left, I got to hear Jerry's philosophy. Oh. The road to success is hard work. You mean don't expect in. others to make it easy for you. Each of us is responsible for himself. Really? Really. He's got Mike wanting to be prompt and dependable. <laughs> Things I've been trying to make him think about for years. Gee. If I wasn't so darn self-confident myself, I might even be a little jealous. I would just like to state for the record that I never once suggested that you might have been a man. What the heck? <laughs> what the heck are they watching in there? <laughs> oh my god. And the quotes that Jason is spouting that are coming from Andrew Jerry Delish, it's this philosophy, as he calls it. And I'm just... 
He could have gotten that from anywhere. He's probably got one of those motivational, like, day desk calendars that he tears off a new one each day and it gives a motivational way, outlook for your your life for that day. Even Maggie's, like, getting in, into, like, oh, really? Wow. Such, you know, and Jason's like, yeah, he's making Mike be punctual and dependable and, rel- you know, reliable and motivated. All the things I've been trying to do for him for years. And I'm just thinking, it's like, the reason he's not listening to any of what you're saying is because you're his dad. He listens to someone who's, because think about it, Jerry Andrew Delish is at least a few years older than Mike. So, of course, he, th- he looks up to Jerry Delish. I'm not calling him Andrew. He can go to hell in a handbasket. Um, and he, of course, he thinks that he's cool. And, of course, whatever wisdom that he is going to spout is going to be like, well, I'm going to listen to him because, I mean, he's a go-getter. He knows what he wants and he goes for it. And they're kind of schmoozed over. Oh, <laughs> um, and back for a second when Mike was talking about, oh, that's, uh, it's, it's called Stereo Village, not Stereo City. And, um, he's saying, yeah, it's that little one next to the, uh, lingerie, you know, lady, un- fancy ladies underwear place. And Jason's like, oh yeah, I know the place. And Maggie just looks at him like, excuse me? It's like, I get my hair cut around there. It's like, oh, bullshit, you do. <laughs> you use that as an excuse. Well, I guess I'm going to great clips today. Oh, and I think, yeah, what the heck, I'll just pop in here. It's, since it's right by, it's like literally next door. All right, let's get to Stereo Village and see how Mike is selling some merch. You got to send your friends in. Uh, if I have a problem with my unit. Call me. I will. Oh, man. Those are shitty stereo speakers. Way to go, Bone. What do you think? I think you're dangerous. (laughs) Don't leave him around that stuff. Owner, what are you doing? All I know is I got a guy to look at a couple speakers who only want to change for the pocket meter. I say I did a lot. <laughs> Remember what Andrew says, a good salesman could sell a refrigerator to an Eskimo. But an Eskimo wouldn't need a... Oh. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it another shot. That's right. Double discount prices. What the hell Hello, is Hello, and welcome to Stereo Village, where quality and value... Dr. Siva. Water. <laughs> uh, it's Richard here. You change your name too? No, it's always been Richard. I just don't use it because it's a dumb-sounding name. Oh, yeah, I think Boner sounds better. Good thinking, Boner. <laughs> hey, Mikey, look who's here. Ah, uh, excuse me a second. Hi, Mike. Hey, uh, Boner, can you take care of my customer while I take care of my dad? Well, I'd rather sell to your dad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, dad, uh, what are you doing here? More like I'm checking up on you. Are taking advantage of Stereo Village's grand opening sale? Checking up on me. Yeah. Checking up on you. Okay, I'm checking up on you. So, sue me. Dad. I uh, see you took my advice about the suit. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew says dress for success. Hey, Michael, when you get a chance. Dr. Seaver. Jerry. uh, Andrew. I haven't seen you since you bailed Michael and me out of jail. Yeah. (laughs) That was a very long time ago, Dan. That's right. Well, I think Michael and I have done quite a bit of growing up since then. Mikey, look who else is here. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, what are you doing here? It's checking up on him, same as you. 
Oh, oh, no, 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 honey. I just happened to be shopping at the lingerie store next door. And that... Really? <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you remember Jerry Delish, don't you? That dirt bag? Where is he? He's it's right Andrew now. there, Maggie. Oh, my goodness. You've, you've changed. How you doing, Mrs. Seaver? You two must be just as proud of Michael as I am. <laughs> Why? Why? You don't know? <laughs> Michael here has outsold everybody. It's his first four days. Yeah. Well, that's right. There's a Nintendo. Why didn't you tell us? Well, I just thought I'd surprise you. <laughs> Well, he sure has surprised me. I've never seen a harder worker. Well, look, I'd love to talk to you guys, but I have a customer over here who needs some help. Go get him, Mike. Okay. Jeremy, there's Dr. a Nintendo Siever. in the scene. Mrs. Seaver, I, I just wanted to tell you, I, I, I'm deeply touched that you overlooked all that stupid trouble I used to get Mikey into. It took a chance and let Michael work here. Not many parents would do that. Heck, anybody could end up in jail. <laughs> Well, it was a pleasure to see you both. <laughs> All right, thanks, Thank Andrew. you, Jerry. Uh, Jerry. Andrew. It's Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. Is this our radio cassette TV thing any good? Oh, yes, yes. Well, I can't lie to you, Ed. It's really not worth the price. Yeah? Yeah. That's my boy. I told you Mike taking this job was a good idea. Oh, come on, you were so... So, I kind of want to go back to the beginning of this stereo village and kind of go through this scene a little bit more. But before that, of course, <laughs> after Ben asks Maggie, like, have you always been a woman? And she's like, no. And he looks at her with this horrified face. And she's like, I used to be a little girl. And then he runs, he goes back out into the living room and we hear him shout, I told you, Carol! And then Carol's like, okay, just off the record here, I want to go saying that I never once thought that you were I never said I thought you were a man and Maggie's like to Jesus like, what the fuck are they watching in there damn and that we know it ain't Jerry, Jerry Springer because he didn't come it was it's 1987 I was looking at what Maggie was making for dinner it looks good it, it looks like she's frying up some fish or maybe some um, red crusted pork chops or something. I, uh, I, Maggie's a world, Maggie Seaver is an amazing cook. That dinner looks yummy, is all I'm saying. So, yeah, let's look at this, uh, stereo village place, which is kind of weird because they sell more than stereo. Oh, they, remember when you guys heard me shout in the clip, Jeremy, look, they got a Nintendo. They do have a Nintendo. They even have the gun on top for duck hunt however this is not the the gun that had like was orange and gray this is the one that was all gray which i believe they did discontinue um they have a 50 percent off uh computer monitor one of those big ones you know flat screen monitors didn't exist yet we see light up signs advertising televisions stereos speakers 87, I can imagine, like, if they had CD players, they would be extremely ex expensive. Looks like Mike is already great. It's a he, of course, wearing a suit and tie. And <laughs> Jason's like, oh, you took my advice on the tie, on the suit, right? He's like, no, actually, it was Andrew that I was listening to. <laughs> Always, you know, dress for success. And Mike's doing a damn good job. He's already got a lady walking out with a 
a stereo of some kind. She's carrying a flat, you know, cardboard box that could be a stereo or CD player or something. She says, if I have a problem with my unit, can I just bring it in? Oh, yeah. She's like, if I have a problem with my unit, Mike's like, oh, call me. She's like, I will. <laughs> oh, Mike, you flatterer, you. The owner, of course, isn't helping things. He's practically scaring this customer away. These tall floor speakers, you just hear this loud electric or air, uh, electric guitar just bursting, you know, poof, loud noise. Yet, that's what I hate. When I would go into, like, a Best Buy or something like that, and then I'll you'd be hearing, like, you know, music, and all of a sudden someone cranks the volume up. It's like, the fuck? I don't want my eardrums blown out. That would drive me insane. Like, you get it, you're trying to check the speakers and stuff, but it's like, let's not blow out the eardrums of everyone in there. Just because you want to hear how good the speaker sounds. Yeah, Bonner's trying to sell this, these uh, matching floor speakers, and we got a guy with glasses. He looks to be middle-aged, probably mid-40s. Which isn't middle age. Um, <laughs> but he looks like he's looking at the instruction manual or the manual that gives all the specifications. And Boner cranks that thing so damn loud that it blows out one of the speaker covers. Usually it blows out all three on both of the floor uh, speakers. Like, fuck, Boner. Damaging, you're damaging shit more than you're selling it. Okay, ain't gonna want to buy nothing in the... Oh, double discount on a VCR. Double discount prices. What the hell does that even mean? Boner just looks at the guy with this big smile on his face like, What do you think? And the guy's like, I think you're dangerous. And he throws down the instruction manual. I'm out of here. I love how these two ladies are like looking at stuff and they turn to look at the guy like, What the fuck's his problem? Oh, this is so cool. They have like little mini boom, like boom boxes. One's like pink and the other one's like kind of a robin's egg color. Kind of a tealish robin's egg color. It's really pretty. I'd probably go with the robin's egg color. I mean, pink's alright, but I like the, the robin's egg color. Mike, of course, sees this guy leaving without any... He's not walking out with anything. And he goes over to Boner and like, Boner, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, Boner, of course, is proud of himself. Like, hey, I got a guy to look at a couple of speakers who really only wanted change for the meter. So I'd say I'm doing pretty well. It's like he walked away with nothing. He probably will not want to buy anything there because... <laughs> so Mike, of course, throwing out another Andrew line here. But hey, remember what Andrew said? A good salesman can sell a, a refrigerator to an Eskimo. And then, of course, Boner not being so bright, he doesn't get it. And then he's like, oh, I get it now. So Boner's like, all right, I'm going to give it another shot. And he goes over to... Jason, who's like, and Mike right away is like, oh, dad, you're checking up on me. And Jason's like, oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not checking up on you. I'm just uh, getting my hair cut. <laughs> Bullshit. You were not getting your hair cut. And he, Jason, of course, is going over to one of those camcorders that's on a tripod and just kind of checking out because I guess it's got a, a lever on it where you can kind of move the camera depending on the angle that you want it. And I'm just like, Jason, just come clean and say you're checking up on your son. Like, of course, he probably doesn't have any... But like, I want to make sure he's actually working. So Jason's like, Boner! And Boner's like, actually, it's Richard. So... 
Jason's like, what, you changed your no- name too? Bunner says, well, no, it's always been Richard. I just thought, you know, Richard sounds like kind of a stupid name. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, good thinking, Boner. Mike's handling, you know, a customer, probably talking her into buying those small floor stereo speakers or maybe the VCR or whatever the hell's on top of it. And Boner gets Mike's attention, like, hey, look who's here, it's your dad. (laughs) So Mike's like, can you handle this customer, Boner? I want to, like, help my dad. But yeah, Mike is like, yeah, dad, you're checking up on me, admit it. Like, no, 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 no. I just want to see my son at work. Have you ever, whether you were like got your first job as a teenager, ever had a family member or a parent come in just to see how you're doing and they end up embarrassing you? Which is kind of funny because this makes me think of the World of Burgers Employee of the Month episode, where of course the family comes in to see Mike at work and it's just like, come, guys. Parents, don't do that to your kids. Okay, it's embarrassing. Again, he's like, I want to take a picture. Well, even Mike, yeah, I remember. Yeah, she took a picture of Mike. Like, I want to get a picture. It's my baby's first job. Like, don't, don't do that. Don't. I mean, if if you were your kid, would you want you coming in there and just like, oh, I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to see you at your job. You're still grown up. Like, stop. Here's another thing. Jason says he's taking advantage of the stereo... Wait a minute. Did he just say Stereo City? It said Stereo Village on the outside. He did say Stereo Village. I don't know why I thought, like, did he say city? It's village. It says on the sign out front. (laughs) No, he said village. So he says he's taking advantage of their grand opening. So Andrew got this store somehow and did this as a grand, like a brand new spank brand spanking new store. You know if Andrew was not the owner, Mike never would have gotten this job. Look at Mike's track record, really. He said, okay, he does. He admits, like, okay, I'm checking up on you. Oh, it's what Mike's wearing, a three-piece suit, because it does, hey, he's got a shirt with a tie underneath, he's got the button-up vest, and then, excuse me, he's got the the suit over top. Is that what a three-piece suit is? And how... Usually when I see people walking around with like a suit jacket and a long sleeve button up and a tie, I'm just thinking, okay, that's just, you know, suit and a uh, suit jacket and a, and a tie and whatnot. But I would imagine what three-piece suit would be, the vest would be part of that. Like, are you counting the pants so that makes it a three-piece suit? Uh, I'm going to, I got to look that up because that's going to drive me. I'm just going to keep going on. I don't want to keep going on about that one. Move on. All right, let's see. Vest, jacket, trousers. Okay, so basically it is, that's a three-piece suit is pants, jacket, vest. Gotcha. All right. This guy's wearing one of those. He looks like a 1920s gangster almost. This one dude with, he's wearing that little cocked fedora-ish type hat. Wow, these models look cute. So here comes Andrew. He's like, hey, Mike. Well, he's calling him Michael. Like, hey, Michael, when you get the chance, and then he sees Jason's there. Of course, he's like, oh, Dr. Seaver. And, of course, Jason slips up and says, Jerry, I mean Andrew. It's like, oh, and Andrew's putting on this facade, of course. Like, I haven't seen you since you bailed Mikey here and me out of jail. Yeah, didn't he say, Jason said to you, I'll bail you out, but I do not want you having anything to do with my son. But Jason even see it's either he's being fooled by Andrew's demeanor and this whole changed persona, 
or Jason being the psychiatrist that he is, is just like, I'm doing what Mike says. I'm giving this Jerry Andrew guy the benefit of the doubt. Clearly he's changed. He's wearing a suit. He's managing a store. Mike's like, Dad, remember, that was a long time ago. And Andrew's like, yeah, and I'm sure Michael and I have done quite a bit of growing up since then. So it's been about a couple years. Look who Boner found, Maggie. He's like literally dragging her into the store by her arm, which of course she's holding a lingerie bag because that's her excuse for being there. She also wanted to check up on Mike. I can understand them wanting, not wanting to trust their son just in the last two years we've gotten to know Mike. He just, he's one of those teens, he's always getting into trouble, you can't really trust him, you know, you can't trust his word because it's no good. So Maggie's surprised to see Jason there, like, oh, what are you doing here, Jason? And Mike's like, yeah, he's checking up on me, like, kind of like what you're doing. Like, oh no, I wasn't checking up, I was next door at the lingerie store. And Jason's like, oh, really? What'd you get? <laughs> like, you can see the bags looks like it's got a few items. There is, <laughs> since I've been here in Texas, Jeremy and I were driving around. And there's a store. It's actually got a few locations here. It's like, it's called Condoms something or other. Now I forgot. Condom store? Condom something? Condom sense, that's what it's called. It's, really, it's funny because Jeremy's saying, hey, maybe you could get a job there. I'm like, oh, hell no, I ain't getting a job at Condom Sense. That's nuts. Let me try to sell you the best condom on the market that we have. Oh, let me sell you the best dildo or vibrator that we got. Like, oh, hell no. I wouldn't even walk into that store as a customer. I'm sorry. I've been into a Cirillas and stuff like that. And it's not like I'm... Okay, well, I think when I walked into a Cirillas, I was a little bashful. Like, I don't know if you should be here. I just want to look at things. Oh, boy. <laughs> so Mike, of course, trying to change the subject. Hey, Mom, you remember Jerry Delish or Andrew Delish, right? She's like, oh, yeah, that dirt bag. Where is he? It's like, <clears throat> oh, sorry. <laughs> like, damn, Maggie, way to put your foot in your mouth. Oh, no, he's like, oh, it's Andrew now. It's like, he's, like, had enough of Mike's parents. Like, he can't get out of there fast. I'm like, Mike, I have something to do in the back room in the in my office. I'm going to go. Bye. You know what? If I were Jason, I'd be like, hey, you know, Andrew, now that you're working, you know, you got a job, you're the manager, why don't you pay me back the money that I bailed you out of jail with. Can you do, I mean, you clearly have the money and I really, you know, I think that's only fair since I'm letting my son work for you. And of course, Maggie tries to cover it up with like, oh, wow, you have changed as she shakes Andrew's hand and Andrew's like kind of bringing it back to Mike. Like, oh, you guys must be so proud of Michael like I am because he's outsold everyone here in his first week. I'm sorry, not in his first week in his first four days. Well, he's got that charm, the irresistible charm. He's pulling in the ladies. You know how it is. I mean, the guys that take a little more schmoozing, but, uh, yeah, he, he's got the ladies wrapped around his finger. He can, he can sell anything to them and they would buy it. I think this is so cool. There's a Nintendo Right, I already mentioned it. I'm sorry. Oh, they got a couple game cartridges. One of them, of course, has got to be the one that comes with it, which is the Super Mario's Bro Brothers slash the um 
Duck Hunt game, and then I don't know what the other one, Paperboy. <laughs> My grandparents got a Nintendo back in like probably 1990 and I just remember the games that came like they got my grandparents you never saw my grandma play that thing um but of course the uh, Super Nintendo Super Mario Brothers that came with it with Duck Hunt and the gun which I think was orange at the time it was the orange gray one um they also had Wheel of Fortune they had that Vegas Dreams casino game which I remember um, someone, I guess, had left a Paperboy game there. It was just, yeah. Contra was another one that I remember playing a little bit. Andrew, of course, is still buttering Maggie and Jason up by saying, thank you, I appreciate you overlooking all the crap that me and Michael used to get into and that you're kind of seeing me for who I am now. He really, I think, is pulling the wool over their eyes. You know, he's like, thank you for taking a chance on me and letting Michael work here. And he's like, not many parents would do that. And Maggie's like, well, anybody could wind up in jail. Like, oh, Maggie. <laughs> oh, he shakes their hand goodbye. Like, uh, it's a pleasure meeting you both. And then Jason and Maggie are all like, Andrew, J- uh, uh, Jerry, Andrew, what? And after Andrew turns and walks away, you just see on his face, it's like a sigh of relief that they're leaving. And he, I think he kind of rolls his eyes like, damn. So we do see Mike helping out a customer who's asking about this radio, what does it say, Ra- hold on, radio cassette TV thing. Interesting. So the guy asks, like, hey, is this any good? And Mike's like, hey, look, I don't want to lie to you. Kind of a piece of junk. He said it's not, it's really not worth the price. Of course, Jason sees us and walks away like, oh, ah, that's my boy. And Maggie's like, I told you that him taking this job was a good idea. So now we're back at the house. Carol and Ben. Ben's bitching about the fact that he's got to do the damn dishes. Like, this is Mike's job. He should be doing it. Well, he's got a job now and he's working. So, yeah. Sucks to be you, Benji, Benny Boa. And Carol's like, this isn't clean, Ben. Do it again. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not clean. (laughs) Have you guys seen Mom and Dad? Mike, it's your turn to do the dishes. Not tonight, Benny. Mom? Dad? You think just because you didn't dirty any of these dishes, you can get out of washing them? Looking good tonight, Carol. Hey, Mike, we thought you'd be at work. Fired again. again. See, this is the big surprise I was telling you about. I just got my first commission check, and it was major. You guys aren't going to believe this. But um, I thought I'd share some of the wealth with my family. Mom? Dad? Ben and Carol. Yeah, right. What's what the heck's going on yeah. here? <laughs> Go ahead and open it. Wow, Super Veto Brothers and Naomi. I'm going to go play this. Mike, this is so unlike people. Yeah, really. Just be happy well, I think you could use it while you do your aerobics. Well, I don't do aerobics. <laughs> okay, that's a fat joke. Uh-huh. It's a a thesaurus program? Yeah, see, I figured that, um, you know, when you're writing your stories and you need a word that means the same as the one you've already used, you just press a button and this gives you a whole bunch of other words. Michael, this is so sweet, thoughtful, considerate, caring. Sounds like she doesn't need a thesaurus. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to cry. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Mike, you amaze me. Well, thanks for believing in me, Dad. Hey, go on. Go ahead, open it up. Yeah, okay. What is it? I want to know what it oh, is. Hey, Mike, this is terrific. Yeah, yeah, I figured that, uh, you know, you could put it in... You, could, uh, you, know, you put it in your office so that uh, when your patients are talking, you could watch some TV. <laughs> I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but isn't this the model that you told that guy in the store would be a waste of his money? Well, yeah, that was just salesmanship, Dad. I don't understand. Oh, well, see, see, that's the, the model that we use to lure him into the store. It's my job to hook him, reel him in, and get him to spend a lot more money. Oh. All right, well, Mike comes in bearing gifts. He's got his first commission check, and it is major big. <laughs> so unlike Mike this is so unlike him he actually decides to like I said he comes bearing gifts he wants to give something to his brother Super Vito Brothers in Miami which sounds like a cross between Super Mario Brothers and Grand Theft Auto in Vice City or something to the fact um, he gives Carol a Walkman he's like yeah you can listen to it while you're doing aerobics she's like I don't do aerobics and he looks at her ass like uh huh like jeez cuz even when she gets it she's like Mike this is so unlike you it's like no shit he's never thought of anyone but himself so i'd be a bit suspicious too even ben's like okay what's the deal here you, you this isn't you don't do shit like this we've never gotten anything from you unless it's christmas or our birthday and he gets maggie a thesaurus which she can use so she gets an electronic thesaurus. I mean, she's a journalist. She probably has like one of those big ass like freaking doorstop sized thesauruses. So cool. Jason gets the radio TV cassette thing that he recognizes immediately before he walked out the door. Mike was already trying to sell it to some guy, but honestly, he left before Mike's like, hey, you don't want to waste your money on this. It's just a waste of money. Let me show you something else. Because he's like, yeah, that's a little weird that uh, you're giving me this, even though you told that customer that this was a waste of money. And Mike explains, well, that's just the floor model. That's how we lure them in, and then we get them to spend more money on something else. <sighs> that sounds like a waste. I mean... And Jason's going to give Mike an earful, um, as he calls this the bait and switch, whereas you bring a customer over to something, tell them, well, you could get this, or if you really want the, your ba bang, best bang for your buck, go for this one. That's why I hate, I would hate when I would go into like a Best Buy and you have people practically on your ass hounding you as soon as you walk in the door like, hey, can I help you? Hey, can I help you? But it's like, if you think about it, sometimes it's like, damn, I'm looking for something. Some, no one is here like in my damn face. I, I can't find, you can't, when you're looking for something, you can't find anybody. But when you're not looking for something, they're all up your ass. Like, can I help you? Can I help you? How about this? Can I help you? Are you looking for a new TV? Like, leave me the fuck alone. Let me shop. But then again, that's all about commissions. And that's kind of suck because you got to sell stuff to earn a paycheck. And you only get a percentage of it. So it's like you probably want to steer people to the right Especially when it comes to TVs and stuff, there's such a selection or computers. Like, oh, if you really want one that's really worth your money, that you're going to use all the time, that won't break down on you, 
you could, I mean, you could play it safe with this one, but you could, like, be the envy of all your neighbors and get this amazing piece of equipment that will last for years and years and years and will never be outdated. Not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not clean. <laughs> Have you guys seen Mom and Dad? Mike, it's your turn to do the dishes. Not tonight, Benny. Mom? Dad? You think just because you didn't dirty any of these dishes, you can get out of washing them. Looking good tonight, Carol. Hey, Mike, we thought you'd be at work. Fired again. You know, see, this is the big surprise I was telling you about. I just got my first commission check, and it was major. You guys aren't going to believe this. But um, I thought I'd share some of the wealth with my family. Mom? Dad? Ben? And Carol? What's going on here? <laughs> Just go ahead and open it. Wow, Super Veto Brothers in Naomi. I'm gonna go play this. In Naomi, I thought he said Miami. Mike, this is so unlike you. Carol, just be happy about this on Yeah, well, I today. figured you could use it while you do your aerobics. Well, I don't do aerobics. Uh huh. What is it? Just earbuds? It's just headphones instead of walkman. It's a thesaurus program? Yeah, see, I figured that, um, you know, when you're writing your stories and you need a word that means the same as the one you've already used, you just press a button and this gives you a whole bunch of other words. Michael, this is so sweet, <laughs> thoughtful, considerate, caring. Sounds like she doesn't need a thesaurus. <laughs> I'm gonna cry, thank you. You're welcome. Mike, you amaze me. Well, thanks for believing in me, Dad. Hey, go on. Go ahead, open it up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, hey, Mike, this is terrific. Yeah, yeah, I figured that, uh, you know, you can put it in... You, could, uh, you, you put it in your office so that uh, when your patients are talking, you could watch some TV. <laughs> I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but isn't this the model that you told that guy in the store would be a waste of his money? Well, yeah, that was just salesmanship, Dad. I don't understand. Oh, well, see, see, that's the, the model that we use to lure them into the store. It's my job to hook them, reel them in, and get them to spend a lot more money. <laughs> so, now Jason's gonna be on Maggie about what Mike just told him about how he's selling the merchandise. Like, he bring they bring the customers in with the display models, and then they lead them to... A more expensive product which yeah it sucks but honestly isn't it up to the customer themselves I mean they don't have to necessarily go with what the employee is suggesting and that's that's, that's the thing don't ever feel like you you're being if you feel you're being pressured into buying something you feel it's just too much and maybe not worth it make the decision on your own don't be swayed by because you know these guys, they these people, they work on commission. They, That's how they make a paycheck. So they have to kind of steer you to the more expensive one. It's sad, but I mean, that's the line of work that you go into. You kind of, that's how you got to be. And of course, you know Jason. He's always going off half-cocked. Just rah, 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 rah. And she's like, can you please calm down and explain this to me without screaming at me? probably can't even understand a word of what he's saying. He probably keeps repeating, Mike's doing a legal thing. It's like, I don't think it's illegal. 
the old bait and switch. I don't think that's illegal. It's not like they're like, okay, here, getting what the customer wants and then taking it and swapping it out and ringing them up for the more expensive. No, they're not doing that. I think when I watched this in reruns, probably in the 90s, I just, I, I thought that Jason was right. Like, I mean, yeah, he's got a point and everything. It comes down to morals and would you really want someone doing that to you if you're going in? But then again, it's all about what you, the consumer, want. What you, the customer, wants. In the end, you are the one that makes the decision and has the final choice. That's why when I'm looking at a product on Amazon, and I'm looking at multiple ones, I'm usually going to look at the user reviews. And then I'm going to look at the most recent user reviews. And then I'm just going to look at other similar products. And then I'll make my decision based on what I think. I'm not going to blame the people that are reviewing the product after they bought it. I'm not like, well, they said this. Like, well, they're not the ones that clicked the buy now button. That was me. So, like I said, in the end, the decision is yours to make. Uh, Jason pretty much figures from Jerry Delish is just up to his old tricks again. And saying, Mike's on his way to Sing Sing. You know who's going to be holding the cell door open for him? And Maggie's like, Ben? Is this really illegal, this bait and switch stuff? I really gotta wonder. So yeah, basically Jason is just ranting and Maggie's like, you know, you haven't even told me why you're upset. All you're just ranting about Jerry Delish and Jason starts spouting off these little mottos that Jerry Delish is tossing out to Mike and Mike's just gobbling it up like it's candy bar or something. I just... Because I think Mike is just blindly, oh, this is older, cooler guys hiring me to work in his... He he just wants someone to look up to, basically. Maggie, I think, is hitting the nail on the head. I think Jason is a smidge jealous of Jerry's influence over Mike. And the fact that he was the one, Mike, you should wear a suit. Mike's like, nah, Dad, I don't want to wear a suit. I'm just staring, selling stereos. But when Jason checks up on him, Mike's wearing a suit. She, yeah, because Jerry presents this philosophy, this way of how you live your life and, you know, being the model employee and everything. It's like, yeah, of course Mike's going to listen to Jerry over Jason because Jerry isn't Mike's parent. If you think about it, parents have just as much sway over their kids as their kids' friends do. Especially when it comes to, you know, the older kids and stuff and having that influence that could either be positive or negative. I gotta go on record saying this. I could not be married to someone like Jason. He is just too, he is too damn much. Too much. And maybe that's just a psychiatrist in him, but that, oh, I love this. And Jason's like, your eyes are saying jealous. And Maggie's like, my eyes didn't open their mouth. Jason. So Jason, of course, tells her about the whole bait and switch. And Maggie's like, clearly she's heard of it. Because she says, Andrew does that? And Jason's like, well, so does Mike. He's following Mike's example. What the hell? What is it like a little piece of cheesecake or something that he sat down there going to eat? And now he's so worked up, he's not even paying attention. He takes both their small plates that have this piece itty bitty square piece of like cheesecake or something. I'm just like Jason, you don't 
handle plates of food. Just don't do that when you're angry. Throw them in the fucking trash! What the hell? Well, you have a discussion when you're not, like, eating food. That is a big damn cheesecake. That is bigger than what, um... Blanche, Dorothy, Sophia, and Rose would have at their kitchen. I mean, it's literally almost the size of a large pizza or an XL pizza. It's huge. Give it to Ben. He'll eat the whole damn thing. So, of course, now Maggie's like, I want a word with this Andrew, Jerry, slash Mike. Like, uh, And Jason's like, I want a word with all three of them. You guys, oh my gosh, you are acting so nutso. Jason, would you just calm down and tell me what Mike did? What did he do? Well, he's just taking the first step on the road to Sing Sing. <laughs> sing Sing? Yeah, and you know who's going to be holding the cell door open for him. Ben? <laughs> I'm talking about Jerry Delish. And you and I were fools to think that Jerry wasn't Jerry anymore just because he's Andrew. Jason, I can't follow you when you're ranting. Oh, I do not rant. Oh, no, 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 no. Of course you don't. And don't just say what I want to hear. Okay, then, you are getting incredibly carried away, and so far you haven't told me what has gotten you so upset. All right, here it is. It's the Delish philosophy. <laughs> Tardiness is unacceptable for any reason. The road to success is hard work, and get this one, each of us is responsible for himself. <laughs> Mike's buying that 100%. Jason, do you think perhaps you were on to something last week when you said that you might be a little jealous of Andrew's influence? Oh, I was completely off pace, and frankly, I don't even know why you'd listen to me. Okay. Maggie, you're saying okay, but your eyes are saying jealous. My eyes didn't open their mouth. <laughs> now, if it isn't jealousy, what is it then? All right, have you ever heard of something called bait and switch? Andrew does that? Mike, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I'd like a word with that, Andrew, Jerry, and Mike. Well, I'd like a word with all three of them. <laughs> Jason just cut he and Maggie another couple slices of that cheesecake. I'm like, you just threw two pieces away. The fuck? Whatever. It's, it's a whole huge XL pizza-sized cheesecake. There's plenty there, so... Jason, of course, wants to have a word with Mike. He goes upstairs and is surprised to see that Mike's room is spotless. You can actually see the floor. You can walk the floor without tripping on a pair of socks or pants or clothes or what the fuck ever. It's like, damn, oh my gosh, what the hell's with this room? And Mike's like, what's wrong with it? Jason's like, it's clean. Now, apparently, Andrew Jerry Delish's Mottos also apply to uh, home as well, and keeping your space clean, and keeping your life clean. Oh, Mike, of course, wants to get out the door, but he's actually not wearing a three-piece suit now. He's just wearing a suit jacket over a long-sleeve button-up with a tie. And he's like, hey, I gotta get to work. I'm gonna... I only came back here so I could get uh, another tie. Spilled something on my other one, or some ink on it, or something. Jason, of course, doesn't want to hear. He's like, you need to sit down and hear what I'm going to say. And he's like, do you know what you're doing down there? And Mike says, well, I, I mean, at first I didn't, but eventually I got the hang of it. And Jason's like, no, I'm referring to this bait and switch action that you're taking part in. So apparently in Jason's eyes, I'm going to look this up because I want to be 100% sure if this is in fact a crime, as Jason's calling it. 
He says, you getting a cu- telling a customer a uh, product is drunk, ju- junk and then trying to get them to buy something more expensive is called bane switch. It's a crime. Is it? Oh my, I want to find this out. I really got to know because I really, like I said, it's at the end of the day, it's the consumer's decision anyway. It's the customer's decision. Okay, according to Wikipedia, Bane Switch is a form of fraud used in retail stores but also employed in other contexts. First, customers are baited by merchants advertising products or services at a low price. But when customers visit the store, they discover the advertised goods are not available. Oh, okay. Oh, that's why he said that that stuff is just floor models. Oh, okay. I, I get it now. Well, yeah, that definitely would be so. Okay, I, I'm understanding it now. Um, they discover that the advertised pr- goods are not available, or the customers are pressured by salespeople to consider similar but higher priced items. The switching. Oh, I get it now. Oh my gosh. Okay, damn. Bane switch techniques have long and widespread history as a part of commercial culture. Many variations on the bait and switch appear, for example, in a book. China's earliest book of stories about fraud, the book of swindles. Legality. That's what I want to I want to hear about the legality of it. In the United States, courts have held that the purveyor using a bait-and-switch collaboration may be subject to a lawsuit by customers for false advertising. Yeah, that's if the customer wants to press charges. I mean, I can understand, like, say you go in, I mean, because all the stuff in the store, I was seeing all said double discount or this or that. So if the sh- shit that they have there that you're seeing, they don't even have in stock... There's just, this is just a display model, but here, we don't have it in stock, but let me go to this more, if they're doing that bullshit on purpose, I can see that that probably in a way might be against the law, but then again, it'd be up to the customer to actually pursue a lawsuit for false advertising, and they can be sued for trademark infringement by competing manufacturers, retailers, and others who profit from the sale of the product used as bait. However, no cause of action will exist if the purveyor is capable of actually selling the goods advertised but aggressively pushes a competing product. Likewise, advertising a sale while intending to stock a limited amount and thereby sell out a loss leading item advertised is legal in the United States. Is that kind of like when they do the Black Friday ads and they say they have a product that they say limit, not limit this much but they say we only like the big screen 70 inch TVs that are like 200, 300 bucks and they're normally close to a thousand. They say like we only have like four in stock or something like that. That That's not a form of bait and switch. I wouldn't, I don't think. I don't think so. Um, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. The purveyor can escape liability. If they make clear in their advertisement, okay, so the company is the purveyor, okay. If they make clear in their advertisements that quantities of items for a sale is offered are limited or by offering a rain check on sold out items. Okay, um, one thing when I worked at the video store, when the big time movies, they come out Tuesday, they're released on Tuesday to rent. By the weekend, Friday, Saturday night, everything's gone. Um, 
two of the video stores I worked at did offer a, um, I can't even think of the term. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, he's, okay. Oh. <laughs> God, what the heck? It was a, it was like a rain check, but I can't even. Remember. There's another term for it, um, where if something is not in stock, you can get like a little rain check slip, and then that way when you come in, you can rent it for free the next time it's in. And that's the thing. I mean, guys, if, if you want to rent it back when we have video stores, you want to rent a movie. It comes out Tuesday, and you think. Oh, it's Friday night. Let's go to the local blockbuster Hollywood video and get um, Armageddon or some Titanic or something like that. Or Lord of the you know Lord of the Rings was a b- big one. Or the see so I remember so many of those movies were so big when they were on the shelves, and we got a shit ton of copies. <laughs> but Friday Saturday, you think that thing's gonna be there? By Friday night, you are fucking dreaming. You are fucking dreaming. So, yeah. Some people actually would hang around the Dropbox just waiting for someone to drop off a copy of, like, the latest movie that came out on Tuesday. Or the other thing, when I would work at, um, like, a Rite Aid or something, they had, um, another type of out-of-stock, let-me-write-you-a-rain-check type of thing. That way you can get it for the sale price because by the time we get more in, it won't be on sale anymore. Stuff like that. So, I mean, at least, in a way, the company, if it's not there, that they can offer you a deal so that way, to make you happy, to satisfy you. I know it sucks that what you want isn't in stock, but once we get it in stock in the next week... You're going to get it either for free or you're going to get it at a discount. Hey, Jeremy. What did um, we call those things at the video store when something wasn't in stock? We give them a slip of paper. Is it a rain check? It's like a coupon for a free rental of that same Yeah, title. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I know there's another term for it, but I cannot think of what it was. So Mike, of course, definitely is bringing up a good fact. Like, I wouldn't say the whole damn episode. Mike's like, he could have bought any item in the store. He didn't have to listen to me. Which is true. The guy didn't. And Jason's like, well, Mike, you lied to him. And Mike's like, no, I didn't. I just nudged him towards some merchandise that was a little more out of his price range. Oh, oh no, he says... I just nudged him towards some merchandise that we needed to move. Oh, okay, I get it now. So, yeah. Jason is all about the morals here. He's like, Mike, you're lying to people. People are more important than your sales quotas. Well, then Mike needs to find another line of work then, seriously, that isn't based on commission and harassing people. A customer can just as easily, you know what, I'm going to go with this one. Thank you for the advice, but I am going to go with this model. So Mike, of course, tries to turn this around and pin this on Jason as a prime example. Like, hey, remember when you wanted to get a new car and you tried to sell your old one? You want to get as much as you could. So you lied about some stuff on it. Which, honestly, if it's a used car in a private sale, how the hell are you going to know otherwise other than having it looked at by a mechanic? Which, the private sale, if you want to learn about a car then have someone who knows cars kind of look the car over for you if you're a little nervous. 
I mean, the worst the person, the guy can like, no, I don't want you touching the car. You know, it's basically face value or something like that. Like, that's the case. Walk away. Oh, no. <laughs> Mike's like, did you tell the salesperson the transmission was shot? Oh, when he traded in his vehicle. Did you tell him that the transmission was shot? And Jason's like, uh, yeah, I did. So apparently that didn't work from, from Mike getting the answer he wanted. So he's like, hey, how about taxes? And now everyone fudges a little on its taxes, right? And I'm like, Mike, you are 17 years old. You don't know jack shit about taxes. So, which, if you think about it, if he quits his job, is he going to have to, you know, that W-2 that's going to come in the mail in the January of the following year or whatever? Like, you're going to have to claim that. Not to mention, if you're making commission on stuff, you're going to have to claim that too. Jason's like, not me. And Mike's like, dad, dad. I'm like, Mike, shut the fuck up. You don't know a damn thing about paying taxes, so shut your damn mouth. You want to get an audit from the IRS when you get older? Have fun. Cheat on your taxes. See how far that gets you. Last thing you want to do is be flagged by the IRS and have an audit done, because I'm sure that's going to make you look bad. I want to smack Mike so bad right now. He's like, Dad, 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 there's a whole world out there that you don't know anything about. I'm like, um, young man, you need to sit your ass down. You let Jason teach you about the real world because you haven't been in it. I gotta ask, Mike's got a couple posters, like frame pictures here, um, uh, jazz music, musician, and like, not necessarily musicians, but it does not keep with the image that we know of Mike for three seasons. Why doesn't he have like a um, Bruce Springsteen poster or a um, one of the um, Bon Jovi or George um, George Michael or Wayne or I don't know. One of those, you know, Bob Bob Seger or something like that. Because this, he's got two different ones of a picture that's kind of a silhouetted guy at a piano. And then there's another one that says jazz and it has like a number by it, like an album number, number or something. And like, that just, that's not the mic we know unless he's got a secret. I like the class. I like jazz music. The mic figures that Jason's just going to make him quit the job because... Mike still lives under their roof. He's still in school. Like, you know what? How are your grades? They're not good. They're normally not good because he's he's not good at school or he doesn't give a shit. Anyway, but it's still it's like, well, you got to quit the job because you need to be focusing on school. So yeah, Jason could make that argument. Mike's still a minor. So Jason's like, oh, you bet. I, he, he decides like, no, you know, you want to be part of the real world. This is your decision to make. No, I'm not going to make you quit. What the fuck is this other post? What is that? Is that like a, a shot of a pool table with a cue stick and a... a what the hell? A cue, cue stick, right? And then a white... What's that? White ball? What the hell is that? It's right behind a trophy for some damn thing that he won. I didn't know Mike was into sports. Unless he did that karate, but I thought he did that just to be with a girl. What the hell is that? I can't tell what that is. If you guys got the DVD, check this episode out. In the scene where Mike and Jason are shouting at each other. Behind Jason's shoulder, right above, it's on the wall, behind that trophy for something. There is a picture of 
I can't tell what the hell that is. It looks like a cue stick. It looks like a white cue ball. The cue ball's white, right? I think. What is that? Is that a red? I can't tell. What the? Oh, this is going to. I got to. I got to move on because I'm going to harp on. I can't even fucking tell what this is. It's driving me nuts. Jason's like, no, I'm not going to make you quit. And Mike's surprised. Like, you're not? Why not? Jason's like, you're too old for me to make you do anything or to tell you what to do. Mike's like, oh, really? I am? And I like Jason here saying, I can't be looking over your shoulder all your life, Mike. And Mike kind of is like, uh-huh. Like, okay, where is this going? And Jason says, you got to learn that the only one responsible for you is you. It's like, your decisions that you make are the ones that are going to form your life. I can't tell you what to do because you're almost illegal. You know, you're almost 18. It's like, Mike, you are going to have to start making this, you know, having the free will to make these decisions. But you also have to live with the consequences of the decisions that you make. This is clearly a, a moral issue that it's like, you can keep doing what you're doing, but are you really going to feel good like you're swindling people because you got to move products so you're nudging the customer to something else? Of course, apparently this is exactly what Andrew says. Oh, fuck Andrew. Fuck him to the moon and back. I love how Jason pulls some dirty clothes out of Mike's hamper and just tosses it on the floor like, <sighs> that's better. See, yeah, there's another, there's a pic, a, a bigger picture of a piano and a guy in a fedora playing the piano. It says Jazz 82. These set designers, I gotta really wait. Are we just having different layers of Mike that we just don't know about? Because how often do we see his room? Maybe it changes all the time. Because you guys know, I just, I do the an episode here or there. I'm not going in order episode by episode, season by season. So it's just kind of like uh, I don't buy him as someone who wants to listen to jazz. Whenever he's playing the music in his room on a stereo he's playing rock music of some form and it's not jazz. It's all guitar. It, there's no piano in there whatsoever. Jason and Maggie probably would be a bit more forgiving of him playing his loud music if he threw a little jazz in there. Classical music. Mike, I'd like to talk to you before you walk. Look at this room. What's wrong with it? It's clean. Yeah? Is that another one of Andrew's suggestions? Well, he says the more organized you are, the better. Oh, I'll bet. Well, you don't want me to clean my room? Well, yeah, but for the right reasons. Yeah, uh, Dad, listen, I gotta get back to the store. Andrew says I can't Will you just sit down, please? No, see, the only reason I came home was because I got a stain on my suit and the kids... Do you know what you're doing down there? Well, I mean, at first, but now I do. I mean, it's kind of fun. I like it. I mean, no, no, I'm talking about when you tell a customer that something he wants to buy is junk to get him to spend more. It's called bait and switch. It's a con. It's a crime. Now, hold on. Hold on a minute. Dad, now, that guy was free to buy anything in the store. He didn't have to listen to me. But, Mike, you lied to him. Dad, I, I just nudged him towards some merchandise that we needed to move. Mike, you're lying to people. People are more important than your sales quotas. All right, all right. Hold on, okay. All right, how about you, Dad? Now, now, when you wanted to get rid of the old car, you wanted to get as much as you could for it, right? So? So, did you tell the salesperson that the transmission was shot? Yes, I did. You did? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, how about the taxes? All right, now, everybody fudges a little on their taxes, right? Not me. 
Oh, Dad. There's a whole world going on out there that you don't know anything about. Don't pity your father, okay? I'm not. Kid, I'm not. I'm just saying that... that you, you get up in the morning, you, you cook breakfast, you walk across the living room, go into your office. I mean, you never even go outside. Oh, really? Well, who do you think brings in the morning paper and think it just walks in here by itself? I'm outside every day. So what's your point? You're gonna make me quit, right? Oh, you bet I'm up. <coughs> no, I, I'd, I'd like to. As much as I'd like to, I'm not. You're not? No. Why not? <laughs> because you're too old for me to make you do anything. I am? <laughs> I can't be looking over your shoulder all your life, Mike. Uh-huh. You gotta learn that the only one responsible for you is you. Yeah, that's exactly what Andrew says. <laughs> oh, he takes like five um yeah. Oh, that's Jason, that's nasty. Better. Stinky dirty clothes. So now we're back at Stereo Village. Boner asks Mike, how far away is Main Street? Three or four blocks? And Mike's like, four. So, Boner tells this couple, the um, lady happens to be pregnant, of course, that they can get... In your stereo has something similar. Like, just go down that way and you'll find what you're looking for there. And I can imagine that Mike's like, the fuck you doing? You're supposed to be, because she's like, oh, thank goodness you told us. We would have wasted all that money here. Mike's like, Boner, what are you doing? And Boner says, well, they needed a whole new stereo system. And Mike's like, look around. We have stereo systems. Says that senior stereo's having a sale. And the couple just got married and they're kind of broke. Well, she's also pregnant. So I like that Boner has a good heart here. Mike, you really could learn a lesson from Boner. Seriously. Mike is like, Boner, that's not our problem. And Boner tells him, look, Mike, if I didn't stuck him with our prices, I would have felt like a thief. Thank you, Boner. We can all learn a lesson from Boner. He has got an amazing heart. He is a good, good man. He's going to go places. Mike, you need to learn from him. You take notes. You stop listening to this Andrew Jerry Delish. You start listening to Boner. I really hate how Mike bosses Boner around and is always calling the shots in their friendship. Mike's like, who are you calling a thief? And Bunner says, nobody. Look, I can't hook him. I can't reel him in. If anything, I can get him to go somewhere else and find a deal there. Then I feel I've done something. So Mike's all like, Boner, you gotta straighten up your ass. You know, straighten his tie for him and this and that. And he pulls out, I guess Boner's got some underwear instead of like a handkerchief that Mike's got sticking out of his pocket. I never really did get that. Like, what is the appeal of that? Yeah, Mike pulls out Boner's underwear, and Boner's like, I couldn't find a handkerchief. So, Andrew, Jerry, pops his head out the manager's door, and is like, hey, Mike, when you get a sack, I need to talk to you. Mikey, is Main Street up three blocks or four? Four. Hey, great. Four blocks. It's on the corner. Senor Stereo. You can't miss it. great. Thanks a lot. Hey, my pleasure. If you hadn't told us, we would have wasted all that money here. (laughs) 
<laughs> Boner, what are you doing? Well, they need a whole new stereo system. <laughs> Boom. That's what we sell here. <laughs> I know that, but some your stereo is having his call me loco sale. Listen, they just got married, so they're kind of broke. Boom, that's not your problem. Mikey, if I would have stuck him with our prices, I would have felt like a thief. Who are you calling a thief? Nobody. <laughs> I'm just saying I can't hook him, I can't reel him in. And you know how much I like fish. Boom, <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta straighten up your act, man. Look at you here. My shorts. I couldn't find a handkerchief. Oh, hey. Michael, when you get a chance, I need to talk to you. Yeah, sure, Andrew. Well, Andrew was just telling Mike, like, hey, you're doing a great job out there. How much have you done this week so far? Mike's like, probably about 350. And Andrew was kind of saying, like, you know, I've known Boner a long time, almost as long as I've known you. And Mike's kind of going to bat for Boner, just saying, like, well, hey, he works real hard and everything. And Andrew's just like, I see Boner and I see that he does not have it. He does not have the ability to sell to customers. He doesn't have the drive like you do. And we kind of get a good idea of where Andrew is going in these statements here. What he's kind of fishing at is... More than likely, he's got to let Boner go. It's like, yeah, if you're not selling anything, then you're taking a spot for an employee that probably will. And not to mention, I mean, Boner really probably isn't even making that much money. I mean, if your sales are, if your paycheck's based on sales from, you know, commission and everything like that, he's probably not making much of nothing. But then again, Boner lives at home, just like Mike, so what money does he honestly need other than, I mean, if. If Boner's got his own car, but I would think he usually goes to Mike for rides and stuff like that. So, but still, it doesn't seem to bother Boner, but Boner's got a, he's got an amazing heart and he cares about people. But unfortunately, in the world of, you know, retail and sales and commissions, sometimes you got to set that aside, that those morals to your employer happy, I guess. And... Mike's like, maybe he's just nervous, maybe he's got so much in him, you know, because Andrew said he doesn't really have it, and Mike's like, maybe he's got so much of he doesn't know what to do with it, and Andrew says, well, you've made 350 bucks, right? Boner's made, like, $3.62, so, I don't know, what the fuck, he sold something, like a pencil? A pen? One of those mini itty-bitty pen lights? <laughs> maybe... Some batteries. He sold batteries or something. He's like, is that net or gross? And Andrew's like, his net is gross. Wait, honestly, he really is going to bat for Boner. He sees what, you know, Andrew... Mike sees what Andrew is trying to do. He basically wants to get rid of Boner and get someone else in there that can sell. And Mike is like, really, just give him a chance. He's he's really, he's good-hearted. He's people's best interest at heart and I'm sure Andrew's going to say you can't have that in this business. you got to separate yourself from that while you're working. And Andrew's like, Mike, you've got what it needs to sell something. Boner, you really think he's going to have that killer instinct? So Andrew, of course, is like, no, you're a little closer to Boner than I am, so I thought it'd be better if it came from you. And I'm sure Mike's like, oh, fuck, mm, I don't, mm, don't want to do that. 
It's like, dude, you're the fucking manager. You fire him. You don't want him there? You fire his ass. Don't have Mike do it. Mike still can't believe his ears that Andrew is saying this. About having Mike. Like, hey, come better from you. You're his friend and everything. And Andrew's right. This is a business. And if Boner isn't performing in the sales department, then he needs to be let go. Apparently in, in this in this world, in Andrew's world, there is no room for soft hearts. So Mike is distracted now about what he's got to do firing Boner and... Because he's help, Mike's helping a customer. Looks like Boner made another sale for a buck twenty. I don't know how ten percent of a buck twenty. I don't know what that is. What was it like bay? Did he just sell like batteries or some shit? I don't know. Oh, we're so happy. He's like that's twelve more cents in my pocket. Oh, this guy comes in. He's like, oh my gosh, you carry the thunderclap two thousand. Mike is so damn distracted. He's like, oh yeah, we got it. And the guy's like, well, where is it? It's like Mike. You're gonna put yourself out of a fucking job. The guy's like, and? And Mike's like, sorry, it's been a long day, sir. It's like, Mike, this guy does not want to hear your problem. It's been a long day. He is not sympathetic. Um, Mike decides to have <laughs> Boner try to sell, get this guy a thunder. I mean, if the guy's already set on what he wants to get, then, uh, yeah. Have him set him up, Boner. He basically might just the fish is already on the hook. So, Boner just has to reel it in. See if he can do it. Like, hey, Boner, can you show him the <laughs> Thunderclap 2 system? I don't know what the fuck that is. A game system? A stereo system? And Boner's like, <laughs> well, that's really expensive. Like, shut up. It's almost closing time. Andrew's like, have you done it? Have you fired Boner yet? And Mike's like, well, in a minute, he's just finishing off a sale here. And Mike's like, just give him a minute. He's about re uh, ready to move the highest priced item in the store. And we see Boner like, oh, you're right. It's this way. <laughs> Shit. Mike is really, he's pleading with Andrew. Like, please, just give Boner a second chance. I mean, he's your buddy too. And Andrew is not, he's sticking to his, his guts here. It's like, look, there's a time for buddies. There's a time for business. And neither of the two shall mix. Fuck, Boner! Oh, this is not going to go well. So, he's like, hey, thanks a lot, Boner. And Boner's like, hey, tell a friend. Let me guess. He's like, oh, go to Senior or whatever the fuck. They got a sale. Oh, oh, no, Boner didn't send him to another store. He said the Thunderclap 2 is going to be on sale next week. So the guy's like, I'm going to wait. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> bye, Boner. It was nice knowing you. See you then, Maury. <laughs> oh, and Mike's just like, Boner, and even Jerry's, or Ann, or whatever the fuck, it's just like, Mike, I told you, didn't I tell you? It's just, I love Boner here, as he puts an armor on Mike, and Andrew's like, hey, who's up for fish and chips, huh? <laughs> so, Andrew's ready, just like, fuck it, I'll do, <laughs> I'll do this myself. He's like, Stabone, and Mike's like, oh, hold on, give me a minute with Boner, alright? I'll be right back. Oh, no, he's going to speak with Andrew. Okay. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Oh, Mike, of course, shoves Andrew back into his office, which basically is just a table in a stock room. <laughs> they, I'm sure, have, don't even have a break room. Um, 
Mike's like, hey, please, just give him another chance. And I'm with Andrew. It's like, Boner has had as many chances as he can. He's doled out. Like, a lot of them. I mean, Mike's probably been there, what, a couple weeks or so? Maybe a few weeks? It's like, if Boner's not selling anything, then what is the point of keeping him, him on? And Andrew's like, I got a sales quota. Yeah, because he even has to make a quota, probably with whoever he has to answer to. Mike's like, so what? Do we just dust bone like just drop him like a bad habit because he's a little i love this boner of course has got some headphones on and he's just kind of groving and uh customers walking towards the door as he opens it <laughs> he's like so what we dump him because he's boner and andrew's like no we dump him because he's not like us mike andrew's like he's too concerned with the customer and whether he can they can afford this stuff and it's like yeah because he's got a good heart and Mike, of course, is like, what's wrong with that? Andrew says, Mike, if you couldn't get rid of this stuff, I'd get rid of you. And Mike, he can't believe his ears. It's like, dude, this is the real world. If you're going to work in sales and commission, you have to fucking sell shit to people. If you can't do it, then he'll find someone else who can. It's not about friendship. It's about exactly that. It's about business. I mean, Andrew's got people he's got to fucking answer to. That there, that is the real world. You should just go back to World of Burgers, Mike, because, well, I don't think they'd hire him back. He keeps bringing up, but we're buddies. And Andrew says, this is a business. Mike is just like, that's wrong. What, firing somebody even though they're a friend, but they're not doing what they're being paid to do is wrong? So you get rid of them? What? He's not even concerned about the fact that they're doing the the bait and the switch. That's not what concerns him. It's the fact that the guy is not considering their friendship and more concerned about making, you know, money and running a business. If he wasn't selling that shit, the damn place would go out of business, Mike. Duh. Gosh, he may be 17, but he's got the mind of a fucking gnat. Oh, gosh, maybe I just insulted gnats. I'm sorry. But this is under, I mean, I get where Mike's coming from saying that people are more important than your sales quotas, which, of course, he's taking the words right out of Jason's mouth. Finally, he's understanding. Andrew's like, who's been handing you that garbage? Yeah, Andrew's like, who's been handing you that garbage? And Mike's like, who? I'll tell you who. Someone who's been out in the real world. Your dad was right with that. Mike's like, I should just quit this job because that's what he thinks or that's what he wants me to do. So I'll just save the trouble and just say I quit. Of course, he's like, Mike, Mike, Mikey. So no more Michael, it's just Mikey. Of course, Mike, before he walks out, <laughs> he's like telling everyone in the store that seen, uh, that Electronic store down the way has got this shit for, like, a lot less than what they're selling here. And they appreciate their customers. The senior stereo has got the same exact stuff for half the price. They care about their customers, and everyone just files out. It's like, okay, well, that business is going under. Oh, Boner still got that those headphones on. <laughs> he doesn't even hear anything that's going on. And everyone's just kind of like, who the fuck? Who, <laughs> why is this guy in such a bad mood? <laughs> so it's like, see you later, Jer. Or some up yours, Jer. Whatever. Suck it, Jer. <laughs> so yeah, he doesn't call him Andrew anymore. It's like, and everyone just is like, oh my gosh, they're going to Senor Stereo. <laughs> Comes back and he's like, 
turns bone around like, dude, are you coming? Don't you want your fish and chips? He's like, hey, I thought you wanted some fish. And I love how Boner's eyes just light up like, ooh, oh my gosh. Those big, bulky headphones that he's listening to that are like baby blue. And they match Boner's suit. Oh, man. Boner's been oblivious this whole time. He has no idea what happened. He's like, see you tomorrow, Jer. <laughs> like, no, Mike's probably like, we're not going back there. So, what can I do for you? I just want to let you know, Michael, I think you're doing one heck of a job. Hey, thanks. You know, I'm really proud of you. Well, I learned from you. What'd you do this week in commissions? Uh, 350. What did Boner do? Uh, well, you know, he's working real hard out Mike, there. Mike, you know, I've known Boner a long time. Almost as long as I've known you. As well as I know Boner, I also know he doesn't have it. Well, maybe he's just nervous. I mean, maybe he just got so much of it, he doesn't know what to do with it. Mike, well, you've made $350. Boner has made $3.62. Is, is that net or gross? His net is gross. <laughs> come on, come on, Jerry. Just give the guy a break. I mean, he's, he's trustworthy and, and good-hearted, but that guy couldn't tell a lie if his life depended on it. Mike, you know what it takes to sell. But can you honestly tell me that Boner's going to have that killer instinct? Now, I know you're a little closer to him than I am, so I thought I'd ask you if you wanted to tell him. <laughs> tell him what? Well, he's gone. What? Hey, this is business. Do you want to tell him? Me? By closing time, somebody's got to. I just thought he'd take it better from you. So, uh, how many watts per channel is this? Oh, um, 40 watts. Uh, listen, we've got a few minutes before closing, and why don't you think it over, and I'll be right back. Here is your diode, and your receipt for buck 20s in the bag. Enjoy. That's 12 more cents right in my pocket. Excuse me, you carry the Thunderclap 2 system. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got it. And? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir, it's been a long day. Uh, yes, we do carry the Thunderclap 2 system, and I'd be happy to, uh, to have Richard here demonstrate it for you. Could you uh, please show this gentleman the Thunderclap 2 system? Whoa, that's expensive. <laughs> right this way, sir. Michael, it's almost closing time. Yeah, I know, I know, Jerry. Just, just give him a minute. He's about to move the highest price system in the store. You're right, it is this way. <laughs> well, just for old time's sake, all right? I mean... I mean, he's your buddy, too. There's a time for buddies, and there's a time for business. I can't thank you enough. Hey, tell a friend. Boy, that was quick. Well, uh, we'd be happy to help you load your components into your car for you, nah, sir. Nah, I can wait. The bone here tipped me that the Thunderclap 2 is going to be on sale next week. I'll wait till then. Hey, see you then, Maurice. Hey. <laughs> so, who else is up for fish and chips, huh? <laughs> the bone? I, no, wait. Um, I need a moment with Andrew, please. Sure thing. Come on, Jerry, just give him one more he's chance. He's had as many chances as he's gonna get. Now I got a sales quota to meet here. So what do we do? We just dust Bone because he's... <laughs> he's Boner? No, because he can't sell. He's not like us, Mike. He's too concerned with the customer and whether they can afford the stuff. So what's wrong with that? Mike, if you couldn't get rid of this stuff, I'd get rid of you. But we're buddies. This is a business. <clears throat> really, Mike? That's wrong. What are you talking about? I'm just saying that people are more important than your sales quotas. Who's been handing you that garbage? Who? Fuck your I'll shit. I'll tell you who. 
somebody who knows a heck of a lot about the real world out there. You know, somebody who always seems to be right, and it's really beginning to get me tense. <laughs> no, I, I think I might as well just quit this job right now because that's what he thinks I should do, and it's probably what I'm gonna end up doing, so I'll just save you the time, huh? Hey, Mike. Mike. Mikey. <laughs> hey, folks. <laughs> Senor Stereo has got this exact same stuff for half the price, and they care about their customers. <laughs> Adios, chair. Yes, suck asshole. <laughs> I thought you wanted some fish. Ooh. See you tomorrow, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot we get end scenes. Like, I forget because I know there's a cold open. Which we, you know, all, most of the time. But there's also an end scene here. So I don't know what they call this. A bookend? <laughs> I have no idea. Mike comes home. He's irritated. He's like, all right, where is he? And Maggie's sitting in the chair like, where is who? Like, Dad. I want Because he apparently wants to tell Jason that he was right. And Mike was wrong. So Maggie says, Jason went for a long walk. He was very upset with you, Mike. And Mike's mouth just drops over like, huh? Like, are we turning into Carol now with that, huh? <laughs> Mike's like, he's upset with me? I'm upset with me. And him, both of us. Maggie is just like, why? And Mike's like, why? Do you have any idea what he did to me tonight? And Maggie's like, no, what? He's like, nothing. He did nothing. He knew what a major mistake I was going to do tonight, and he let me make it. It's like, dude, didn't he just say that you are able and capable or at least should be? To handle your own decisions and your own consequences? Yeah. And Maggie just looks at Mike just rolling her eyes like, Would you rather we monitor your every move? And Mike's like, Yes! And he's like, Well, no, I just wish you guys would come down on me more when you know I'm going to mess up majorly. Oh my goodness, this boy. And he's like, Excuse me for saying it, but isn't it your job? They're not going to protect you or try to keep you from making mistakes. That's how you learn from your mistakes, by making them. And hopefully you learn not to make the same mistake a second time. So Mike starts heading up the stairs as Jason comes in the door. And Mike's like, Dad, if you're going to start treating me with uh, respect, then you're going to have, I don't know what's going to happen. But with trust and respect. Jason just looks at Maggie like, what did I miss here? And I love, she like gives him like a half thumbs up type of, I don't know, what the fuck. <laughs> Aw, Mike comes down the steps and he gives his dad a hug. <laughs> oh, this is sweet. Oh, he doesn't give a, he, he puts out his hand to shake his hand. Oh my gosh, I love this. I love how Jason, he takes Mike's hand and then he kind of pulls him in for a hug, but kind of hugs him from behind, like almost has his head kind of in a headlock. It's so cute. I love it. Why is it every sitcom when a character is reading a magazine, it's the back of it has that wintergreen ad? I've seen that on Different Strokes. I've seen it in Punky Brewster, in Silver Spoons, in this show. Wow. Hi. Hi. Where is he? Where's he? Dad. Well, he went for a long walk. He was He's upset with me? Well, I'm upset with me. And him, both of us. <laughs> what? What? Do you have any idea what a rotten thing he did to me earlier tonight? No, what? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing. It's, he, he knew what 
a major mistake I was going to make, and he left it up to me to figure it out. Would you prefer that we monitor your every move? Yes. No, I mean, I, mean, I just wish that you guys would come down on me when you know I'm going to mess up majorly, all right? I mean, excuse me for saying it, but isn't that your job? <laughs> hey, Dad, if you're going to start treating me with trust and respect, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, Mike. Alright, so that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely, I liked this episode. I really, really did. Now, if I had to read it like a one out of five, like Mike Leather Jacket, I would definitely, hmm, I think I would rate it a, oh, uh, three out of five, just because, you know, Mike does learn his lesson. I loved Boner. Thought it was great, and I love that you know, Jason. I I love the hug at the end with the handshake slash hug at the end with Jason and Mike. It was really really great, and Mike, you know, learning lessons, standing up to you know Jerry slash Andrew. Of course, I thought Andrew was a piece of shit, and just makes kind of attitude at first about the whole bait and switch thing and just like oh I bet you cheat on your taxes or oh you like trading your car and I bet you lied about the transmission and telling his dad like oh you don't know about the real world I want to slap him so hard I swear but um <clears throat> lesson learned from this is honestly if you guys are going to be in sales you know what it takes and it sucks that you got to leave, kind of leave your morals at the door but if that's not the work that you're comfortable with, then, then honestly, don't go into it. Don't go into it. That's my lesson learned from this episode. Um, I did find a couple other things when I remember when I was kind of reading about the um, bait and switch thing. Um, it says non-retail use online sellers use bait and switch by showing a photograph of a desired item to get sales and shipping a cheaper copy of the item or a picture of the item. Rick rolling is a famous prank, an internet meme. I swear I've heard of the word rickrolling, but I had no idea what it meant. An internet meme, a type of bait and switch using a disguised hyperlink, which I don't know what that is. Car dealerships and auto brokers have also been known to use various forms of bait and switch or similar tactics, such as advertising vehicles online, which seems like a bargain price only for the customer to discover that the specific vehicle is no longer available, as well as adding on a plethora of additional fees or even changing the sale price when it comes when coming to close coming close to the closing sale. I mean, if that's the case, honestly, a buyer can walk away at any minute because they're going to know before they even sign the documents, like, whatever fees, taxes, whatever, are going to be, like, this is the final price. It's like, I don't know. But when it comes to buying a car, bring someone with you, if you can, who's knowledgeable of things, who can really work the salesperson over. Make sure um, I'm not going to... Jeremy and I both, we bought our cars. And uh, Jeremy actually bought his car over a year or so ago. 
and pretty much we knew what we wanted, what we were looking for. We didn't want any fancy frills or anything like that. We're just, this is the price that we're looking to spend. This is what we want in a car. And pretty much showed us to what we were looking for. And it worked out in the end. So, so yep. I do want to wish Kirk Cameron a happy birthday. His birthday is on the 12th. So, next Monday. Which is also Columbus Day. Also, another Growing pain star is going to be having a birthday on October 22nd. And that is Jeremy Miller. He plays Ben. Of course, Kirk Cameron, we all know, plays Mike Seaver. And, uh, yeah, so November, I'll probably do a Ben episode in honor of Jeremy Miller's birthday. And then we'll see about, you know, the last month of the year in December. We'll see what, maybe we'll do, like, a whole family together episode where everyone's kind of included. It's not just one particular character, it's just all of them kind of dealing with an issue. I, I really would love to do, like, a weekend at Mike's. I think that would be fun. I think I might, I might do that one. I might do that one. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So yeah, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had fun with this. I really did. Um, one thing I want to say, my favorite character, Boner, all the way for this episode. He has a heart of gold. He's a sweetheart. He cares about the, the customers. You can see it in his eyes, in his face. I mean, yeah, he's kind of a little, duh, 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 but he's just, he is a sweetheart of a man. Of a young man, so, and yeah, it's just it's sad. Also, the actor that played Boner, Andrew Koning, passed away. Hmm, kind of a bit ago, wasn't it? Like at least like five or more years ago, it seems like. Um, but yeah, least favorite, definitely Andrew Jerry Delish. And second favorite, I'd say Mike, just because he does come around in the end, and he's there for Boner. He's their first friend, so. And he sees Jerry for who he really is. So, all right. I'll be back next month with a Ben Seaver episode. I haven't decided which one I want to do either. Call Me from Season 2, where young Ben calls a sex hotline, or maybe Homeschooled, where Ben has been cutting school, and he is ends up being suspended and Maggie's got to homeschool him. So I'm not sure which one I want to go with. I might leave it up to you guys. So, all right. Have a, have a great week, everyone. Please be safe, be positive, stay healthy. Just, we're going to get through this. We are going to get through this. We're just take each day at a time. Just try to be positive. All right. Bye-bye.